Hey guys, Nerdium is back for a brand new year, and we're still talking about all those things we know and love, like movies, games, and comics. In this episode, Carrie and I look ahead of, to what's coming out in 2019 with hopeful optimism. And with any luck, it won't be crushed. We discuss what we're excited for in movies, games, and what's changing in bite-sized nerd TV world. So Carrie, if you can remember where you put the theme music Ghetto Blaster, pop in the tape and hit play. Well, welcome back to Nerdium. Kick it off first episode of the 2019 season here. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. So we're going to be talking about our first episode here with all the stuff we're going to kind of be looking forward to for 2019 in video games, movies, TV. We're just going to talk about it now, but we're really just going to live in that like beautiful time, <laughs> that, that time of naivety where we just have so much hope and dreams for the future before they're crushed by microtransactions and game underdevelopment. Mm-hmm. mobile releases for some strange reason. I don't know why that's a thing now. Yeah, it shouldn't be a thing. We left 2018 with actually some pretty big uh, big heavy hitters. Like We had the Red Dead, we had the Spider-Man. Well, it's funny, you had some like top heavy hitters like mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Red Dead. Uh, myself, personally, as, as you well know, I've been uh, throwing my face into Hitman 2 like a fiend. But then there's been the low hitters. You know, your Fallout 76s, Fallout 76s. That's the big one that stands out. Yeah, man. I'm I'm still baffled. Like I I'm I and I understand that, like there's Fallout fans out there that just love the game and, and they believe that this is where it's going to be and maybe it will be. I might look back on this a year later and be like, oh, you know, they they really cleaned it up. But man, it was uh, it was a really up and down end of the year. Even even the the PlayStation Mini was one that just kind of shocked and disappointed all at once. Yeah, and like. When you say, like, maybe Fallout 76 will become what the fans want, I just saw that their new update that's going to be coming out is it's going to let you roleplay as a uh, vendor. Wow, that's awesome. So you can sign on and sell your wares. I know that in the middle of the wasteland, the one thing that I imagine myself roleplaying is the vendor. (laughs) That is definitely a thing that I'll never do. Yeah. But even with movies, we had, like... uh, Avengers Infinity War, which was a solid movie. There was a couple of really good solid movies last year. Yeah. Venom, which I enjoyed. A lot of people kind of hit and miss with. That's... I, I look at Venom, and I kind of look to the future, and we'll get to this in, a, in like a later episode with like talking about the Joker and all that sort of good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, I had so much high hopes for Venom, and I wasn't disappointed but I think maybe I kind of built it up too much in my own mind, mainly because he's one of my top characters, you know what I mean? But it, it wasn't like, it wasn't awful. But yeah. it wasn't, I don't think it was exactly what I thought it would be. Well, it was weird because you're trying to like figure out where, like, which direction the movie's going to go because they didn't really kind of release a whole lot of information on it. Yeah. And they also said they weren't going to do the R-rated thing, which was surprising because movies like Deadpool, um, Logan... They're pretty successful with doing the R-rated. I, I don't think... You know, I, I understand that you might not have studios that are super, super high on, on issuing a rated R movie. Maybe theaters aren't either. You know, you, you can only have so many rated R movies in the theater before you risk losing too much business. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to things like superhero movies, you can kind of get away with a rated R. I think, I don't, I think that the risk is worth it. I think you're going to bring that cash in. Yeah. Like, I... I honestly don't think that 
uh, kind of nerfing the, the Venom character for the sake of the lower rating was the best move because Venom's not a PG-13 or kind of a kid-friendly character. No. He's He's got to have that kind of rated R kind of feel to it. Yeah, even uh, when, I, when I was a kid in the 90s reading, reading, reading the Venom comic books, it was really more of like an adult, not adult-oriented comic book, but it it, it was definitely a lot darker. It was a lot meaner. It wasn't your typical happy ending story. It was usually, I'm going to, you know, I remember one particular scene where he he gets a, he hitchhikes with in, inside of a truck and he basically tells the truck driver, you're going to go this way. And he, truck driver, no, I'm not going anyway. And a tendril was literally pointed at his throat and Venom was saying, yeah, he will. I'm just going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that as a kid and going, oh, this is, this is a pleasant story. I mean, in the movies, I I think they could have gotten away with that and still done just as good. Yeah. Well, for 2019, there's going to be uh, some big changes actually coming down. So there's like a lot of different stuff coming out. There's there's the big movies that you're expecting. There's the big games you're expecting. But then there's going to be just some new stuff too, some new stuff happening, especially with like the whole TV scene. Yeah. But uh, we'll start off with the the movies. So there's a few movies that I'm I'm looking forward to for 2019. Um. I'll kick it off here with, of course, the the Avengers Endgame. Oh, I knew you'd take that one. <laughs> uh, I, I knew you knew I'd take that yeah. one. <laughs> it's the one that everybody's kind of uh, looking forward to. It's going to hopefully be the monster follow-up to the conclusion of uh, Infinity War that everybody's hoping for. So, I think so. I, I think the ending of Infinity War, uh, as much as it hit everybody in the feels, I don't think everybody is good enough with that ending. I think they need... I, th- I think the, the, the superhero movie going audience needs a little bit more closure and mm-hmm. consolidation than, than what they got. Yeah, and it really is going to pretty much just be one really long movie split to two. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to cram a whole lot, in, even into the first part, they try to cram a whole lot into it. And it had a long run, run time. Yeah. At the same time, they're saying that uh, Avengers Endgame is going to kind of really reshape the future direction of what we're going to see the MCU become. The uh, Marvel Phase 4 slate won't be announced until after Endgame, so there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be some characters that aren't going to come back. Which which I'm kind of looking forward to. And and granted, I think they kind of need to do that too. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if we all kind of picture Tony Stark as Robert Downey Jr., he's getting a little long in the tooth to be playing Tony Stark. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Marvel as a studio needs to kind of say, "Hey, we're going to take a we're going to take a break from these characters for a while." Where they've been around for over ten years now. How long has this phase been going on? It's been- uh, it was ten years for uh, last year for Infinity War, so yeah. it's going to be on to its eleventh year, I think. Right. So I mean, they got a big ship that they're steering, and and I and I I think it's good for them to say, "Hey, we're going to not be touching these characters for a while. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring these characters up to the forefront." Yeah. And then, you know, as, as much as I hate to talk about it, 10 years from now, maybe bring the ones that we have, you know, steer, you know, make another turn with the ship again and, and, and bring these ones back up if we haven't gone through a monstrous superhero fatigue by then. Yeah, well, it hasn't happened yet, and we've been bombarded with uh, superhero stuff. Like, there's all that rumor of the studio mergers. Eventually, they're going to somehow find a way to bring, like, a lot of the X-Men, Fantastic Fours into... The MCU. Yeah, well, isn't, um, doesn't Warner Brothers have the right to the X-Men? No, it's Fox. It is, okay, it or is Fox. Fox. Yeah. 
I, I was trying to vision the, the studio logo in my head. I'm like, it's highly, it's got to be Fox or it's got to be WB. I mean, it's, I, I think Marvel, when they sold out a lot of those characters, it was a time where they, where they needed a huge cash flow. Mm-hmm. So they, they sold out the rights to these studios and these studios rightfully bought it up. And, and some of them did fantastic things and others, not to mention any name, Sony did, did horrible, awful things. Mm-hmm. I think Marvel is in a great position where if they started to reclaim those properties, I think that we could see like some really impressive stuff. Yeah. It's kind of almost like Pawn Wars there with some of their properties. They kind of sold them out and now they're trying to take them back. So, well, I think, you know, for, for sake of a number, if they sold off the X-Men for, let's say a million dollars. And yes, I know it definitely wasn't a million dollars. Hmm. I think they're going to be paying a lot more than a million dollars to get those rights back. Oh yeah. But now they have the money for it. For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that they would be uh, in their own rights to do that. And I think that uh, that would do a lot of good for a lot of franchises out there that they don't really hold on to. Yeah. And for, I think a big part of it though, is now Disney owns most of those kind of studios anyway. So it's a lot of just <laughs> yeah. working through the red tape and the contracts to bring it all back into one. Well, the, yeah, I, I don't know why I forgot, but they definitely have the Mickey Mouse dollars to, to mm-hmm. throw around too. Yeah. And also, it's going to probably be likely that uh, we're going to kind of... The first three phases of the MCU have all been building towards Thanos as the big bad. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's had his hand in the pie for a while now where he's somehow been bringing in all the, the baddies and all that. Mm-hmm. Somehow manipulating all the, the events. But I think, with uh, especially with Captain Marvel coming out, we're going to be seeing uh, the Skrulls kind of come to the forefront of that as a new threat that's going to probably be the threat for the next, at least phase four, maybe all the way to the phase six, like do the next three phases kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you probably see like the, the secret invasions and all that too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I mean, I not, you know, we, I've said it before a dozen times on this podcast not really a Marvel guy, but I love the work that they do in, in, in the MCU. Like, like as, as much as I'm a DC fanboy, um, Marvel just knows what they're doing with their film properties. Mm-hmm. Like just, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where they're going. I haven't seen Aquaman yet. And I heard it's a pretty decent, uh, DC movie, but I still, I heard it still kind of falls flat in some fronts. So the problem for me with Aquaman, it, I mean, uh, not that it's Aquaman, Love Jason Momoa. Liked the character. It was just released at a bad time. Mm. Like, when, you, when you're releasing stuff close to Christmas, uh, I'm not too sure. Like, it's, it's the holiday season, man. Like, it's not just Christmas. Everybody's got something going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that was the right time to release it, but I don't know that any other time would have been. I mean, the movie's the movie. I, I don't think it would have done better in the summertime. No. Yeah. So that's the first one I'm kind of really hoping for. So the, the the big one on my list this year, uh, it's no mystery, is the, is the Joker movie. Yeah, I, I keep, you know, the the initial picture of Joaquin Phoenix in uh, the clown makeup, I wasn't really a hundred percent sold on, uh, but you know, always give it a shot. Gave Jared Leto a shot. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the trailers where he's like literally in, in the purple suit and tie, in the clown makeup, out of makeup. I. I I want to get my hopes up so high for this movie. I just want it to, I just want one really good one outside of Wonder Woman, solid movie, but I just want, I need a good one. I need, <laughs> I need a win for DC. Yeah. 
you know, I, they, they've been calling, they've been falling so short trying to play keep up with Marvel, which has just been a stupid game to play. I, I don't, I don't even know why they would play that game, but the more, the more I kind of see it, I, I kind of understand the direction they're going with. You know, I, I see the, the videos where he's standing outside a giant sign depicting the amusement mile, got me all pumped up again. Um, see him basically running from uh, two police officers in, in, in like full Joker gear had me all pumped up again. I, I want so much good for the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. I, I need this one to be a winner for me. Yeah. And from what I've heard about uh, some of the videos you see online, it's actually like been kind of implanted there on purpose to mislead. Yeah. I'm so cool. oh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Like by all means mislead me. I just need, I'll listen. You're getting my money. This is a guaranteed <laughs> thing. They're getting my money. I just want a win for DC this year. Yeah. Like, like more than ever. I just want the studio to do something good. <laughs> just one. Just, I'll be happy with just one. Just if it's gotta be the Joker, let it be the Joker. I thought it would be justice league. I was wrong. Um, wonder woman is, is pretty solid and I know they're working on the sequel. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I just need, I want to say that Dark Knight feeling. You know, the first time you saw Dark Knight in theaters, like you just, when I walked out of seeing the Dark Knight, I was ready to just like walk back and be like, here you go, man. By all means, have, have another money. <laughs> and, and I, and I kind of want to capture that feeling again. This, this year, I'm, I'm really hoping it'll be for the Joker. Yeah. And it looks, it looks pretty good. Like they're saying that, uh, a lot of people are expecting it to be one way and they say expect, more of a, a tragedy and yeah, well, he's, he's, all that. So. If the the backstory that it looks like they're trying to follow is the one I think it is, then it's a tragic story. It really is an mm. upsetting story. Like it's it's not um, it's it's I mean it's not going to be a happy story, no matter how you go about it. But it's definitely one where like you, you'll sympathize with him up to up to the end. When, yeah, it's clearly this Joker. But man, I just oh, I'm so excited for it, but I'm so bloody scared too. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say about it too, is just Yeah, man. I'm just please just one. Oh, just one, man. Like I'm just I, I can't keep waving the flag. Like it's just I feel like a Maple Leafs fan. Every goddamn time they <laughs> they throw out a movie, I'm just like, Oh, it's gonna be so good and then I read the reviews and I'm like, ah, oh, critics they don't know a damn thing. And then I go see the movie. I'm like, God damn it! They were moderately correct about everything, <laughs> and I can't have that anymore in my life. Yeah. So that, that that's I mean that's my number one for this year. All right. And then there's other movies too coming out. Uh, we're not going to really kind of get into them too much here, but like just like there's going to be the Godzilla King of Monsters. It's going to introduce kind of the the pantheon of the monster like. Godzilla monsters to kind of a new generation. Like, yeah, your, 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 your Ghidorahs, your monsters, Ghidorah's, yeah. your, uh, well, basically all, all, all the CGI remastered versions of everybody in a rubber suit. Yeah. So it, that's going to maybe be a good movie. So we'll see how that is. It's, the first trailer kind of threw me off. The second trailer kind of pulled me back in a little bit. I'm, I'm all for it, but I also have a particular love for B movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of coming at it from another angle of, I just love giant monster movies. Like like last year when we did our review of uh, Pacific Rim Two. Like I'm just right. I, I like the big stupid, no reason monsters <laughs> and giant robots. Like just I like a good movie where I can just shut my brain down and just eat some popcorn and just chill out for a while. 
listen to made up science. Oh, it's not necessarily made up science. I'm sure there's somebody that could throw out a wicked apologetic as to why when flying back into the atmosphere with no windshield in front of you, you don't burn to a crisp. But I'm, <laughs> aside from the science, <laughs> I rewatched it the other day and I thought like maybe like it was like a quick scene, but it kind of looked like I had an energy shield. Yeah, I, 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 I did the same thing. I'm like, ah, maybe it's an energy shield, but they don't say there's no mention of it ever. It's just, oh, the window's broken, but we're still going to keep going. It's yeah. just like, oh, all right. And then there's the Hellboy. What do you think of the new Hellboy? What, what do you what do you kind of like taking from that? So I like the actor from Stranger Things. Like He does really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see him kind of in more of a lead role. Uh, I'm, I'm very used to the Ron Perlman Hellboy. Yeah. And I'm used to the idea of it being more of a not quite cartoony but more of a very grounded in the comic kind of yeah yeah look to it and this one kind of seems like it's going to be a little bit more realistic kind of thing so i'm i'm like you i see hellboy i just instinctively go ron perlman Mm -hmm. Uh, but on the same token uh, i'd kind of like to see something a little bit different yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed the, the first two like the hellboy and hellboy 2 Mm-hmm. really really enjoyed them so I think that you know maybe even with a different kind of take it could still be a really really good movie I think the big kind of hurdle is going to be is like Hellboy's only had two movies so you're used to seeing Ron Perlman yeah and now you're going to have a new actor take on the role and it's going to be pretty much like the character's really heavy in the makeup and the costume so yeah like you're not going to be able to really kind of see necessarily a lot of the differences but you're going to hear the differences in the voice and the mannerisms and all that. So you're going to be kind of expecting one thing and getting a different thing. It's like, say, like the first time you ever had like a James Bond or a Batman, and then all of a sudden they changed the, the lead actor. You're going to mm-hmm. kind of, it's going to take a movie or two to kind of catch up to it. You know, I, I remember uh, watching Michael Keaton as Batman, and then we made the big left turn to Val Kilmer, and I was moderately okay with that. And then we fell off the cliff with George Clooney before, <laughs> before recovering. But, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to under, like recognize that my bias is to Ron Perlman. Hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering how much of my emotions towards this movie is based off of the, A, it's not Ron Perlman sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really going to give it a chance. I'm really kind of looking forward to that story. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like, is, is, are, are they not going through like the foundation of, of the department and all that sort of jazz? Like it's, moderately all brand new whereas with Ron Perlman it was already an established division <clears throat> yeah I'm not sure I haven't really heard a whole lot of the uh, plot for it so I just yeah. seen that one trailer and that's about it you know from from what I gathered it was kind of like the we're just getting off the ground sort of feeling to, I, I could be totally wrong but I, I think that you know if, if they're going with a little bit of a soft reboot I think it would be it, it would do good for the actor as well as the story. If we're going to have a completely new Hellboy, let's kind of go from the ground up and hopefully it pans out. Yeah. All right. We're going to switch gears now to uh, video games that are we're looking forward to for 2019. Mm, there are a bunch, so we're just going to get kind of go through a couple of on, on our list. Yeah, like it was tough to kind of narrow it down to one that I'm really looking forward to because it was the same with 2018 where Red Dead was always going to be at the top of that list, but there was also a 
bunch of other movies or sorry video games is interested in like spider-man and all that stuff so. yeah there's there's all kind of stuff plus there's there's dlcs coming out for for games that are already out there there's, mm-hmm. there's updates going on there's all kinds of chaos so yeah what do you have thrown out on your list there all right so i'm actually going to kind of talk about one where i was really excited for and now i'm starting to lose hope for <laughs> okay so, like, it was on, like, the top of my list, and then as I kind of started watching some of the gameplay videos, started reading some of the stuff, it started kind of going back down, and I'm just going to bring it up just because it's kind of, I don't know, it kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit, and it's going to be for uh, Anthem. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been watching that kind of unfold, and I don't know, I had high hopes, too. That, that, that was one that I was looking at, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I might get into that. Mm-hmm. Like, the uh, initial kind of gameplay teaser that they did it looked like a kind of a halo iron man armor that you could fly through yeah this kind of jungle world now it's starting to look almost like ea's version of destiny yeah and, and, and that's what i've heard that was that was pretty much the, the sentiment of a, a few game reviewers that i was reading it was like man it would it would break my heart because that that's some that's a property that again oh, of course ea's name is all over it that had such like it was a new idea, moderately new idea, but like a new idea, like some really interesting mechanics. It looked like it had a, a lot of stuff going for it. And like you said, it seemed like the more it went on, the more we started to dig into it, the more we looked into it, uh, suddenly, you know, like you said, the wind starts to flutter. And, yeah. Because uh, like Destiny, I, I was excited to play Destiny the first time too, and then I got into it and I just realized fairly shallow game like some of the storylines pretty neat but overall there's it's just i don't know it fell flat especially destiny 2 like i picked up destiny 2 on sale for like 15 dollars, and i would not have paid a cent more for it see i, I got it when it was free on the playstation store yeah I, I threw some cash to get the forsaken expansion and um what was the other one the warmind expansion Mm-hmm. And it wasn't too too bad. Like it was fun. It, it turns in like all MMOs. It just turns into a giant grind fest. Which, if you have time for, that's amazing for you. If if you know, I, I got other games to play and other things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what killed me with that is that it ended at Forsaken, and then we're just like, well, you know what? Um, thanks for everybody buying the season pass. Thank you for the money. We're just going to take it over here and run, and no more story content. We're just going to give you like new tiers of weapons every so often. Like, ah, but I bet you're going to come out with Destiny 3 and try to sell me on that, too. Yeah. All right, well, that's where I'm going to start is on a low note for 2019. <laughs> we're going to start low, and we're going to sort of work our way high. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine what your next pick is. Well, my, my next pick is um, uh, I have hopes and dreams that this might be the year that the Final Fantasy VII remake finally falls out on us. Mm-hmm. They've been promising that for years and years and years. And I don't know why this year isn't going to be any different for me. Like, I think this is another year where I'm going to be slowly turning purple, holding my breath for it. But there's been talk that maybe during the fourth quarter of this year, we might, big quotation marks, see it. And they're kind of, uh, from what I understood, they've kind of, what I don't like is that they've kind of changed the gameplay, but it's not a terrible idea. Turn, turn-based strategy games are almost a thing of the past. Yeah. So, um, and, and you can always get an emulator for the old-school Final Fantasy VII if you needed it. Um, but they're going to be doing more of, like, the action RPG thing, like the latest Final Fantasy you had. 
uh, think Kingdom Hearts, that that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really want it to be good. I really love the story. I really love the characters. But um, again, fourth quarter and big quotation marks. Yeah. You know, when, when the, the, this project, uh, from what I understand, it's everybody's been working on everything else. Then every now and then they go back and work on Final Fantasy VII. So um, I have high hopes that it will come out this year. And if it comes out this year, I, I think it will be an amazing game. If, if anything, uh, those of us that are going to play it for nostalgia should have a blast or an awful time, you know, depending on <laughs> what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, game development lately has been kind of dicey. Yeah. Surprised you uh, didn't kick it off with uh, Cyberpunk 2077. No, no, I was going to I was going to start low, right around the bottom of the barrel with you, and then kind of work <laughs> oh. my way up to that. <laughs> We're starting off with our, our depressing starts. Well, I, I think with with the game industry being like, I think volatile is the wrong word for it, but woefully inconsistent. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely some issues coming up, and uh, we'll probably spend another episode talking about it, but. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of... uh, um, There there are innumerable amounts of stories out there with the chaos at Blizzard, rightfully so. Um, The nonsense with EA, microtransactions, and and in every game, in every online game, Mm -hmm. it seems to be a bit of a cesspool lately. Yeah. And I'd like to think that we can kind of get out of this dark age and start getting some quality stuff. And Maybe this year might be the year that we pull our nose up, but it probably won't be until people start talking with their dollars. One of the games I was kind of looking forward to, uh, I don't know if it's even coming out this year that there's been talk for it, but it's the uh, new Star Wars game. Mm. Uh, it's called uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. And it deals with the fallout from Order 66. So, um, What was the developer? Do you remember the developer's name that was tied onto that? I think EA has a lot of the, the rights for it. They have? For Star uh, Wars games. Oh, God, I hope not. Oh, I hope it's not EA. <laughs> I really, really hope not. Only because they, they just haven't exactly been doing the, the, the Star Wars games justice. Yeah. But they haven't been doing many of their games justice. I'm looking forward to it just because uh, I enjoy a good... I'm hoping it's going to be a decent either uh, solo or kind of an RPG style uh, Star Wars game. Yeah, I can deal with that. I'm getting really tired of the... The heavy online Star Wars games like Battlefront. Um, I miss like the Force Unleashed kind of solo games where yeah. it was very uh, story driven, which is probably best for the Star Wars kind of, well, kind Star- of element there. Star Wars is kind of one of those franchises that you could do a lot of different things with. It just seems to me that we've been neglecting a lot of the things that we could do with it in, in favor of like always online, MMO sort of thing. I know I'm still holding my breath for the Rogue Squadron game that'll never come out. <laughs> but I mean, but again, that, that that's another uh, another thing that, that Star Wars had that I just love that I could I could play a Rogue Squadron game tomorrow and be quite content. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just just like the solo kind of campaign games, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, all that sort of good sort of stuff. Like when, when Knights of the Old Republic first came out, all that jazz... I miss all that. I think it would behoove that uh, that franchise to have that a little bit more. Yeah, and like if I can recall correctly, like I think Force Unleashed kind of did take place a lot. Well, no, it took place way after Order sixty six. I'll take that back. Yeah, because he was uh, Vader's apprentice. Yeah, 
So this is going to be even before that. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, you'll see a little bit more of the, probably what happens with, like, Rogue One kind of thing. Yeah, there's no, like, shortage of stories. Like, there's, they have a whole expanded universe that they can pull from. Like, when Order 60, it's not like Order 66 was called on Monday and then by Tuesday it was pretty much resolved. Yeah. Like, there's lots of stories out there that they could play with, have fun with, and yep. go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, interesting stories, even with the clone troopers, that kind of didn't go along with the order. Yeah, yeah, there, 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 there was a lot of upheaval all over the place because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd say that's probably like my uh, number one that I'm looking forward to for this year. Yeah, this, just because I think there's a lot of potential for it. I think a lot of other games that are going to be kind of uh, sequels to a series, I think it might get let down, like any of the Halos or anything like that happens, yeah. but. We'll see what happens. I'll be uh, cautiously optimistic for gaming for 2019. Yeah, I, I think so. I know um, the we'll, we'll get to Cyberpunk in a second, but the one I'm looking for, one of the ones I'm looking forward to that I've been waiting for years for is coming out in a couple of weeks in January, and that's the third Kingdom Hearts. And I know you love JRPGs. <laughs> you have a shelf just loaded with it, and you say you don't. It's it just sounds too convenient. I don't believe it for RPG. <laughs> But it is, um, Kingdom Hearts is one of those, like, stupid, nonsensical, guilty pleasures, and I have no idea why I like it so much. Um, when I first heard of the concept for the first one, where it was Square Enix characters and Disney characters, I'm like, yeah, sure, well, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> but the, the action RPG elements, the storytelling, uh, it's not, it's not, not kid-friendly, but it's not super-duper kid-friendly. There's a lot of adult themes in there. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to it. I have it on pre-order, just waiting to download midnight and then eventually get some time off where I can play it. Um, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. It's a big, long, convoluted story that I w- I'm not even going to bother touching because we don't have enough days in the year to go over all of it. <laughs> but it, it is one of those, it'll be a AAA title that I'm super duper looking for. It's a solo campaign so I can pause it, deal with life, and then unpause it and go back to doing what I was doing moments before. Yeah. So that's, that, that's my newest one coming in. But um, Cyberpunk 2077. I am incredibly terrified for this game. I want it to be so good. And I know everybody out there was all pissed off that it wasn't going to be another like a Witcher clone. Yeah. But I don't think you... Uh, I mean, maybe you could do a Witcher clone with it. Um, but CD Projekt Red, as a development company, has not let me down. Yeah. They treated me super duper good with uh, The Witcher. Um, they got a great property with with Cyberpunk, and I think that they're gonna hit it out of the park with it. If only because they're one of the few developers that once they get my money, they're willing to give me a little bit extra just to say thank you. Here's the money, and I don't fool myself. Their president and CEO could really give a rat's ass about me, <laughs> but as a customer, I don't want to know that you don't give a shit about me. I just want to know that you know you give a shit about the game. Yeah, and, and they, they uh, Project Red has typically done pretty good stuff. I, I think uh, anybody out there that hasn't played The Witcher three yet, really doing yourself a disservice. I think Cyberpunk, uh, even, even though it's a completely different genre of game, I think the development studio behind it, and, and from what I've seen in gameplay and all that sort of jazz, I think it's going to be really, really fun, really exciting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting actually that you mentioned about the kind of the respect from the developer. I think Rockstar is actually doing a pretty good job with uh, Red Dead, actually. They're listening to the, the Rockstar's been listening pretty closely. Yeah. 
Take Two seems to be the one in the mix that's causing a little bit more trouble than it's worth. But I think Rockstar as a whole seems to kind of understand gamers. I, I think for the most part. Yeah. Like, they had a rocky start with GTA Online. And then they listened and then they turned it into this massive like money press for them. So they're yeah. going to listen to the fans for Red Dead. So, I th- if, if you're to log on and read some reviews about the Red Dead stuff and, and to watch some videos like, yeah, there's, there's some nonsense with the gold and I'm really still craving that passive mode where I could do a mission and not get shot in the face. You know, I'd like to just kind of spend some time at the fishing hole and not worry about me or my horse getting plugged a dozen times with a shotgun. The worst is getting, like, lassoed, hogtied, and then plugged. Yeah. Like, executed for no goddamn reason. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first few times it's happened to me, I got a laugh out of it. The the the, the constant happening <laughs> is just a little... It's, it's, it's a little distracting, especially when... Like, there, there's a group of people out there that are out there trying to make money, get some cash together. They're hunting. They're just kind of yeah. doing missions. They're having a good time. And then there's this other collective group of people that know they can get away with it. And they know that if they can get the drop on you, it's not that there's a benefit to killing you. Nope. And there's really little to no negative aspect to killing you. It's just, nah, I'm just going to ruin this guy's days. Looks like his horse is loaded with pelts. Well, I'm just going to take that all because nah, I can't. Yeah. Like, the amount of times that I've, like, tried to ride into Blackwater mm-hmm. with pristine pelts on my horse, just get into the city limits and all of a sudden catch a round from I don't know where. Yeah. Like, nobody's on my map that's close enough that should be hit me, and all of a sudden I get picked off in a distance. Yeah, it's... And it's Everybody's got... Apparently, the, the wrong people have gotten enough money to buy the sniper rifles, and now they're just... Yeah. And the first time getting lassoed and then hogtied and executed... I didn't necessarily have the same reaction to you where I got a laugh out of it. I was, I was thinking, this is going to be mildly inconvenient for a while. <laughs> the, the first couple of times it happened, like, okay, it was funny, because I was, I was like, lassoed and, like, dragged through town. So I, <laughs> I kind of got a chuckle out of it. But then it was like, the, the second it happened, I laughed. It was funny, but then it was one of those, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. It was going to be a big problem, and it wasn't long before it was a big problem for me. Yeah. For me, it was, I was going into a house to... Uh, look for any kind of valuables and for some reason there was a person that was crouched in the house not showing up on radar just hiding there for somebody to come into the house yeah and as soon as i walked past him out of nowhere i get tackled and then he hog ties me and bang yeah I like, wow i i get it if, if you're the thing is if you're into pvp there's a mode for that mm-hmm. if you're into you know and if that's your thing good on you man like i, I like pvp once in a blue moon mm-hmm. but i like being able to choose to go into pvp yeah i don't like to be constantly inconvenienced by having to deal with a 10 year old kid who realized he can get away with something scot-free yeah you know and, and, and that's and that, it's not just 10 year olds it's adults acting like 10 year olds it's just i do i i think that if if there's a way like you have your camp you can turn your you know you can pull your flag up or pull your flag down mm-hmm you should be able to have an in-action menu just like in a lot of MMOs where it's like, okay, fine, I'm going to fly up, you know, I'm, I'm now accessible to shoot in the face and, and do what you got to do. It's actually kind of, I find it pretty redundant and stupid about the, the camp with the flag. Like, why would I go into my camp and lower the flag? I'm just well, going to stay there and just... The worst part was you go into your camp and okay, you're, you're sitting by your fire and you're crafting, you're doing whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't shoot. 
they can shoot at you until they run out of ammo. They're not going to do any damage. That's fine. But I keep getting my horse stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I just grab my horse and like ride off. I'm like, well, man, <laughs> like why? Yeah. Like granted, if I if I quickly fast travel and yeah, I, I get it back in a matter of seconds. It's just why? Why are you touching stuff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so we'll round this up and uh, just talk about some of the bigger changes that are going to be happening in 2019 that you can kind of look forward to. Um, it's just going to be the kind of the TV side of stuff. So you're going to be seeing pretty much most of the Marvel shows leaving Netflix. Uh, Punisher is starting soon. I think uh, next week, next Friday. Um, yeah, re- re- really soon, but I'm not. I mean, I'm super disappointed, but I'm not overly shocked either. No. And, like, they haven't announced that it's cancelled yet, but, spoiler alert, it's probably going to be cancelled. Like, if, if it's <laughs> if it's up. not cancelled immediately, like, halfway through the season, I'm going to be like, what the hell's going on? Well, it's funny because Disney's in this weird position where they want to have their own online streaming service because everybody wants their own online streaming service. So they take all their toys away from Netflix. But what you're telling, you know, there's not too many, not a lot, I mean, I'm sure there are some. That kind of look at that, I'm like, well, man, I'm already paying for Netflix. I'm not going to pay for Netflix and Disney. Yeah. I'm only going to pay for one. And Netflix has been the tried, true streaming service for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to cancel with Netflix just to roll the dice with Disney. And and let's face it, if you don't have a lot of kids or young kids or if you don't love Disney movies. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they have a lot to offer outside of the, the, the quote-unquote Disney fair. I mean, I, everybody kind of understands what I mean when I say Disney movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're getting the fans campaigning again to get Daredevil back. Um, fans are completely outraged. Because, like, unlike, say, Iron Fist, Daredevil's actually been one of the more kind of consistently decent. Yeah. I mean, Daredevil and Jessica Jones were pretty solid entries in, in, in their in their Defenders franchise. Mm-hmm. And, like, the casting's been really good, too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin has been like just spot on. Like I wasn't sure at first, and uh, it's been it's been good. No, it's, it's been it's been super super solid. And I think you know with all the changes that's kind of going around with TV this year, like I think we're starting to really see the effects of of the streaming services really kind of bite in and take hold, and and then also of course everybody competing for their own bloody streaming service too. Yeah, and it looks like Marvel's actually going to be almost like at this rate they're not going to really have a whole lot for. TV, like the, most of the shows are getting canceled or stopped, and then uh, DC is like full like steam ahead. Like they got the ones from the Arrowverse that they've yep. already had going. Um, they had Black Lightning. Now they're doing Titans. Titans starts on uh, Friday, yeah, of this week for uh, Netflix. I know I'm looking so, forward to it. Yeah, but the thing is, like um, DC's been like pretty solid with their TV game. Mm-hmm. Like, like they have been doing I know uh, this season is the final season for Gotham mm-hmm. which is I mean I think it's run it's, I think it's had a, a good solid six or seven seasons I can't remember five or six yeah yeah. they've done a lot more with it than I thought they would it, it was better than I expected that's that's for sure like I, I enjoyed it more I think um, when, when Bruce Wayne stopped being a cry ass Bruce Wayne it, it started getting <laughs> really good but I mean, they're 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 coming to a to a fast end. Yeah, which, which is unfortunate. But I think uh, we all kind of knew that that had to inevitably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they, they definitely didn't give permission for Batman to be on Gotham, you know, except for maybe, uh, closely near the end. We'll, we'll we'll probably get like the Batman shot and that'll be the end of the series. Yeah. You know, the series was never designed to move into Batman. No. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our 2019 kind of preview episode. Thank you uh, for tuning back in for a whole new year of our nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie and me ranting on the mics. And if you suddenly join us in like December of 2019, I want you to to note the the hope and dreams in our voices and the naivety <laughs> in which we're entering 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully uh, we can get a couple good more. A uh, couple good more. Couple hopefully good we. More. <laughs> hopefully we can get a couple uh, interviews going this year. We had a great one last year with uh, Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler from uh, Marvel Day. Yeah, we're slowly going to start pounding the pavement and try and be a little bit more busier. Yeah, try. We also have to be a little bit more healthier if we're going to do this full-time and become the podcast superstars we know we can be. Yeah, it's difficult with <laughs> plague rat children. Yeah, well, they're nothing but little germ cesspools. If anybody <laughs> out there is thinking of getting a child, by all means, have a kid. Just have a hazmat suit to wear around the house <laughs> the second they go to daycare. Exactly. All right, guys. Until next time. Have fun. <laughs>